Hello, and thank you for tuning in to Common Man's Common Sense, a blue-collar take on America's disarray. Today, we're talking about all different kinds of things. We're going to cover the mask double standard, all the crap we buy from China. We're going to talk about how the soldiers had to stay in a parking garage in D.C., and then Trump found out about it and sent them over to his hotel down the street. We're going to talk about all the changes that Biden made to the White House as soon as he got in. We're also going to cover smartphones, how so many of us are addicted to them, and the data breaches and the lack of privacy from those smartphones, and how you can retain your information. We're also going to cover about how the media is starting to freak out because over 50% of the population don't believe that Biden legitimately won the election. But first, here's a little bit about us and why we're doing what we're doing. So basically, there's four of us here. Um, One's involved in in home construction. The other three of us are all from the automotive industry. and then just basically because of the things that are happening, we're seeing in, in all forms of media, the ostracization of people like us, um, the whole doxing phenomenon um, for the time being, everybody kind of wants to stay anonymous. So if you don't hear us referring to each other by names or nicknames, that would be why. It's not because we're completely unprofessional. It's just because of that. Touch on, again, <laughs> the blue collar thing, like you had said earlier, and where we're actually recording this. Oh, yeah, we're, we're inside of a storage shed. Tell us how big it is. <laughs> it is a 14 by 32 with a full-size roll-up door. Now, who done oh, the insulation? Oh, that was me. That <laughs> was, yeah, the that insulation was is superb. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Wait till we line it with cedar, though. My neighbor over here has a cedar mill, so we're going to be lining the whole thing with cedar. You want to touch on... Um, about the troops being, being moved to the uh, parking garage? Yeah, well, <clears throat> yeah, um the uh, everybody I'm sure at this point is familiar with the story. Um, so they had this big contrived um, ordeal where they brought them all up there, and uh, you know, so there was like this requirement for twenty thousand troops to to be on site uh, in fear that that something else would happen at the Capitol, which pretty sure they knew that that nothing would. And, um, a lot of your Democrat congressional members uh, <clears throat> took the opportunity to have photos made. And, and, it, and it's funny because these guys are never really an ally of the military to any worthwhile degree until they need them, which this has been one of the only times in our lifetime where they've directly, Democrats specifically, have directly needed them. Now that it's all over, that you're seeing them spread to the winds. And just so happened, the president allows them to stay in his however many millions dollars hotel, the Trump hotel down there. He's allowing some to stay there. But but so so now, like now um, you see just today, the the, uh, Dr. Biden, he comes out with some cookies like and the thing is, it's it's so contrived because you can tell these people don't have uh, any type of interaction with people at that level of, of anything, much less the military or anything else that they're used to dealing with, with officers and people in intelligence, but like grunt people like us or like them. And that's kind of one of the common themes of this, this whole affair and where our, our standpoint originates is that there's a massive disconnect between them and us. And there has been for our entire lifetimes. And I can go a million different directions with it, but that's kind of that phenomenon is illustrative of what they think of us. And so to segue that into the press conference from Yesterday or the day before, where the new press secretary, who, by the way, I've watched politics, you know, my whole adult life. And Kaylee McEnany was the best press secretary I think that I've ever seen. Like she was a complete boss. And so to see this female now, she it's it's there's zero comparison. But if we had the audio clip, which perhaps you can install that can't remember who was Fox News is asking her about Joe Biden at the Lincoln Memorial without a mask on and routinely he's seen throughout the day with no mask on and of course he's caught completely flat-footed and gives a total non-answer but again that that's the disparity it was a it was a celebratory day for America and for Joe Biden um, it was a big day and so to juxtapose that with, with the rest of America who had to watch their relatives die over an iPad because they weren't allowed into a hospital for all these um, medical what I believe to be a lot <laughs> at least in some part, fictitious medical reasons, you can't be with your loved one. But 
it shows the disparity between us and them. The rules don't apply. Let's pull up this clip and hear what she says. Why weren't President Biden and all members of the Biden family masked at all times on federal lands last night if he signed an executive order that mandates masks on federal lands at all times? At the inaugural memorial, yes. I think, Steve, he was celebrating uh, an evening uh, of a historic day in our country, and certainly he signed the mask mandate because it's a way to send a message to the American public about the importance of uh, wearing masks, how it can save tens of thousands of lives. We take a number of COVID precautions, as you know here, in terms of testing, social distancing, mask wearing ourselves, as, as we do every single day, but I don't know that I have more for you on it than that. But as uh, Joe Biden often talks about, uh, it is not just important the uh, example of power, but the power of our example. Was that a good example for people who are watching who might not pay attention uh, normally? Well, Steve, I think uh, the power of his example is also uh, the message he sends by signing 25 executive orders, including almost half of them related to COVID. Uh, The requirements that we're all under every single day here to ensure we're sending that message to the public. Yesterday was a historic moment in our history. He was inaugurated as president of the United States. He was surrounded by his family. We take a number of precautions, but I don't think, I think we have bigger issues to to worry about at this moment moment in time. Wow. Bigger issues to worry about at this time. Well, I believe the biggest thing about that, the mask, you know, on the Fox was because he had literally just signed the mandate, exactly. the mask mandate. Exactly. And here he's seen, you know, that I think that's why that was brought up and why it was, you know, right. They, they tried to make a big deal out of it, but of course they couldn't. It's, and, it's, and, and her response entailed something along the lines of, of leading by, I can't remember the, the complete vernacular, but, um, or the slogan rather. Um, well, part of it is, uh, is the, power of the leadership and the leadership of the power yeah, or something yeah, yeah. like that. But but basically leading by example. Right. And, and again, if you're looking for this guy to lead by example, if you look at his career as an example, plagiarism, racism, the whole nine, everything they accused Donald Trump of. Now, and, and so one thing to touch on there is that this isn't anything. These are facts. This sure. is stuff that you can go pull audio, oh, video and absolutely. actually see this stuff. Whereas right. everybody talks about Trump being a, a racist, but Show me some proof of that. Right. And if and, and with Joe Biden specifically, not to get too too far off and, and ramble like I tend to do, but um Strom Thurmond, um Robert Byrd, uh, so many of the people that were um that were instrumental in Jim Crow law that were his um he was their protege. So yeah, I mean he he's steeped in that stuff and um let's be honest, somebody of that mentality doesn't change. You saw it but and not to mention the level of mental deterioration we're seeing right now. And even because I think they're going to double cross him, the left media is starting to recognize his his mental decline. So I, I don't know that we'll see uh, Joe Biden occupying the Oval Office this time next year. I, I think that's unlikely. And speaking of that, man, if you have not seen the clip of him walking up the steps... And then when he gets there, turning circles, looking to see where he's going, he has no clue what's going on. Well, I I think he was looking for his followers. (laughs) 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 Yeah. Uh, Yeah, and then uh, at at the Lincoln Memorial with the – the, the speculation is that he had an earpiece and they told him to salute the Marines, so he verbally said, salute the Marines – and so, from my understanding, it's not protocol for him to salute those Marines. They ha- they because they were holding the door. They didn't physically salute. But if in another scenario is because he would be the highest officer, they would salute. Um, so there wasn't like a protocol that he broke by doing that. But why would you say salute the? Mar- it doesn't make any sense. Why would you say salute the Marines and not salute the Marines? It's just a very peculiar thing. So it, it, that kind of does lend credence to the to the idea that he may have been wearing an earpiece. Otherwise, why would he have said that? So another thing that we could talk about briefly is the changes that he made in the Oval Office, you know, where he removed, uh, was it Andrew Jackson? He removed a painting of Andrew Jackson that had hung there for a long time. Uh, he's also removed all the branches of the military flags. I don't know if you guys have seen this. I didn't not. see that. No, I have not I saw that. Yeah. yeah I didn't uh, see Trump, that. you know, every time you saw Trump speaking from 
the Oval Office, you would see four military flags behind him. Those are those are all gone. It, uh, he has removed those. He removed a, the painting of Andrew Jackson. He added a bust of um, of MLK. And then uh, the the biggest one is that he's he's added a picture of Cesar Chavez there. Really? Which, yes, absolutely. I mean, it, and I, it it just it blows me away. I was telling my wife about it this morning. I mean, she's just dumbfounded, floored. You know? Wow. Since Trump left office, what kind of changes have you guys noticed with the whole COVID epidemic? Because we've all seen the news that now three to four months, according to Dr. Fauci, fraud Fauci, we are uh, in the clear. Right. No and, and, and again, so contriving. So even you're seeing um, that thug in uh, in Michigan, um, Whitmer, is uh, opening bars and restaurants oh. at, at limited capacity. D.C. is opening at limited yeah. capacity. Chicago is opening at limited capacity. And uh, everything to get Donald Trump out of office, which is what everybody – kind of initially thought that it would be and that's exactly what it ended up being we know from our experience in dc with the mask mandate <laughs> yeah can we give a shout out to asia yeah absolutely <laughs> On the, the indignant the female dawn. that uh that snapped her fingers wagged her neck and completely owned our good friend here <laughs> it, it was pretty brutal he was embarrassed and now all of a sudden hey we can go back there and you can be in there no, no need to worry about it. We'll go yeah. and talk to Asia without masks on. No. Yeah. That's completely false, by the way. <laughs> Do you know anything about the um, – so so touching back on the 26,000 troops that are there, somebody put out a report that the Biden administration had talked about the percentage of those that were considered – All right. Uh, uh, what's loyal the, to basically loyal to Donald Trump, right? Loyal That's to Donald Steve, Trump. Steve that, Cohen from the uh, former congressional member from the Memphis area, and a kook. Um, and, and yeah, a what? and so they were trying to vet these people, which is insane, and not to mention illegal and unethical, and, and just degrading and insulting. And again, which also illustrates the disparity between them and us. They don't care about anything but loyalty to them, and th- these are not just even semblances. These are um, precursors and and full fledged. Um, tactics that you see employed in communist countries and the, these people really and, and you know people have talked about when barack obama took office you know i remember hearing uh janine garofalo say that you know socialist is, is the new n-word like people are, that are saying that are saying it because it's racist no nobody's saying those because it's racist it's because the policies were socialist in nature and now you're seeing stuff that's communist in nature and everybody he kind of predicted this and that's that's the direction these people are moving because they've got such large backing from china which is another topic that that I, that I had thought would be good to talk about because everybody is kind of confused, upset, um, and people don't know what to do. Um, and, I, and I think that, and I, you could go a million different directions with this, but I think that as a society, we've um, we've been conditioned in so many facets. And one of those things, people have become addicted to um, to Chinese cheap Chinese products, and. Like I was saying before, the most patriotic thing your average American do today is delete your social media accounts. Um, social media, you're seeing what they've done with the entirety of the First Amendment. Um, it's a its a full frontal assault. It's a full court press on the First Amendment. Stop giving these people money. Every time you're frequenting their website, click through, buy rates, all the things that, that it entails to click on there that generate revenue for those companies, they're using it against us and they have for a long time. People have to get off of those. Likewise, um, People, I've had had this argument over multiple things over the years. Um, none of these things have to be all or nothing, but if everyone makes a concerted effort, you can gain headway. Stop buying Chinese products when you can. If you have to buy something that's made in China of any worthwhile cost, try to buy it and obtain it secondhand. Again, it doesn't have to be made in America. Get something that's made in Taiwan, something that's made in India, something that's made in Mexico, anything but something from China, 75 to 80 million Americans could absolutely crumple China's economy in short order by just stop buying their products. Um, And I think that's really, really important. And people can do their own research on that and find out that's not just some random guy that's in the automotive industry in a a storage shed saying that. That's common sense. So. Yeah, and I've made a conscious effort for that as well, as well as not buying everything on Amazon. I mean, it's absolutely it is uh, an inconvenience to look for it somewhere else, and uh, especially now that you can get 
man, I mean, I was looking at some of this recording equipment because I was trying to rush and get some of this stuff in. I could get some of this stuff the same day. But I went to a local music shop over here and bought some of the stuff. Then I ended up having to buy some of it from a separate website. It took a week to get here, which is inconvenient, but it got here. And still trying to figure it out now. But, uh, you know, didn't throw more dollars at, at Amazon. Sure. And, and that's one of the things that's very important to remember is that Amazon creates nothing. They're a middleman. Why are we paying a middleman? And, and I don't know exactly what the business model is to make those prices cheaper, but I know that Americans are addicted to it. And again, if you want to do something patriotic and you want to help defund and, and take, take some of, um, take some of, uh, your freedom back, leave those, leave those websites alone. And, the, the convenience factor, all of those. There's so many things that lent themselves to people's, for lack of a better term, or I think it's an accurate term, an addiction. People are addicted to these sites. People are addicted to social media, and they're patterned that way. They were created to be that way. The convenience of getting on Amazon and just buying something, your card's already already on there. Bada-bing, bada-boom, you do it from your phone. And again, to, to keep rambling, which I think is the, it's the perfect... Um, transition into our phones privacy these people have exploited your privacy that's another um that's an absolute revenue stream for them by selling your data to advertisers and and who knows who else how many times have they they lost your data how many times has your data been stolen from them they didn't protect your data to the extent that they would protect their own or something that they they really cared about they were haphazard with the data that they took from you and so People need to make, again, a conscious effort. And, and Amazon, Facebook, Instagram, all of those social media sites, um, they, they benefit from selling your information. And it's one reason you don't see the surveys anymore is because they don't need your information. They have it. They have everything. And so now um, people that, that even attended the rally um, – in Washington on January 6th or potentially getting visits from the FBI because their cell phones were triangulated. They were, so they believe you're there. They want to come ask you if you have any pictures. And so again, uh, privacy is of utmost importance. If we're ever going to beat this and get things back to even remotely close to where they need to be, people are going to have to retain their privacy and retaining your privacy won't be easy. It'll absolutely be a fight. And it's going to have to, you're going to make a, a, a constant conscious effort to, to maintain domain over your own privacy. Something else that people need to look into is getting rid of these phones. Mm -hmm. uh, I've just recently started looking into getting what's called a de-Googled phone. I don't yeah. know if you guys have done yes. any research on sure. that, but I, I've just started, so maybe you right. guys could tell me a little about that. But I really like the idea. Sure. I've uh, It probably won't do a bit of good, but I've deleted Google right. out of my phone. I'm not using their search engine anymore. Right. Um, uh, that from my estimation, that stuff, and again, I'm no authority on this particular issue, and that's all anybody, including us, can do is research on your own. Um, and there's there's some really good people, and, and it's, it sucks because I'm about to sit here and say there's a really good guy on YouTube, what, uh, just one of many other websites we need to begin to steer away from because of what they've done to the First Amendment, what they do with your information. But um, Linux has phones, uh, two that I know of, um, uh, preloaded smartphones that use the same operating system you would see on their desktop computer. I'm not familiar with any of that. Like, and, and again, the convenience of your Android phone, iPhone, um, they're very redundant. They're so easy. A monkey could use them. You know what I mean? They're very, very simple. Right. And um, that's part of what makes them addictive. It takes literally zero intelligence barely to, to operate this phone. And so those phones are a little bit different um, in that regard. But and another thing that you'll you'll find out on a de-googled phone most of the time or with a Linux phone, you're going to pay for apps. That's one reason apps are free because they're taking your information and selling it to third parties. That's why these games are free. That's why all these things are free is because they're data mining your phone. And so and you'll and sometimes you'll see they ask for access to your photographs. You don't need access to that. What, what are you doing with those things? And so their Your facial contacts and everything. Sure, certainly. And their facial recognition software. And and now, myself included, your iPhone, will they have your thumbprint. And again, your thumbprint may be other places, but when you're using it to, to verify that it's you on your phone, now they have that data. 
So are you actually telling me that Sudoku doesn't need access to my photos? They might. <laughs> because I, I I thought that they really needed in there, you know. I mean, I thought that that was relevant to me playing mm. Sudoku. They don't need access to your photos, just all your contacts. So do you think that uh, that maybe when I clicked OK for photos that it was actually contacts? Probably. No. And here's the thing. People need to realize, and because and it was this way for the longest time when they passed the Patriot Act, well, I'm not doing anything wrong. That's one way to look at it. You don't need to have your information fingered by someone that you have. No, so if anybody that didn't know me, just a random person walk up on the street and ask, hey, can I have this information out of your phone? The answer is going to be absolutely not. And you might even call the law. Yeah, you wouldn't even give somebody your phone number. No. I can remember as a kid, my dad changing our phone number right. on a relatively regular basis because he would get one phone call. Right. And now he would absolutely lose his marbles if he was still yeah. around. <laughs> but, yeah, the, and... and Again, to reiterate, that's one of the things, again, moving forward that people will have to do because the reality is collectively, and it's so cliche, and I say it all the time, united we stand, divided we fall. Collectively, 80 million people can do anything. They should have zero fear of, of, any, of their, um, any of their policies because these people and their policies are funded by the people that we just outlined in large part. If you financially cut those people off at the knees, it starts to defang the snake. And that's that's one of the primary things that, that we can do right now. When people are talking about the future and, and a, you know, a cold civil war, this is how these people fight. They fight with your information. Retain your information, stop frequenting their platforms, and stop stop using their services. It's as simple as that. If you want to get real extreme Comcast, so many of these companies support Democrats, and now you're seeing these people after the six, they use this as a very limp excuse to, to stop giving money to Republicans, which that's a whole, the Republican Party. That's that's a whole other subject that you could spend hours talking about. But not that I have any loyalty to the feckless Republican Party, but they're very selective. And again, they're in their their outrage is selective. So, but so conveniently, they they all pattern after one another. After the six, oh well, we'll take all of our money away from this particular group because they did this, and at the same time donate to a Marxist organization in Black Lives Matter because they politically support that. And sometimes I think they support it. Other times I think that they're they're afraid of the bully pulpit. They don't want to be pushed around, so they'll they'll throw their money in with them. When these people did exponentially more damage, took exponentially more lives in in nine months than one day on the sixth at the Capitol. So I'm starting to see some of these other options pop up, you know, alternatives to uh, Facebook and to uh, Twitter and to something. So it seems like there's also going to be a lot of money to be made for other organizations because it seems like people are starting to to see that their privacy is just being just being exposed to, to everybody. I mean, it, everybody's losing their privacy because of all these devices. I know I have an Android phone. I don't have an Apple. My wife has an Apple phone. But I will get an email monthly, even, even though I've turned off my location services, I will get an email from Google that says, we need you to update some of these locations that you travel to. And they will show me a map of the month with the routes and stuff that I've taken. Yeah, they're tracking you. There's no question about it whether you have that turned on or not. That, and that's why the Google or the degoogled phones are so appealing to me at this point. Um, because every, all this is is a tracking device, and I, I want away from it. Right. I mean, and, I, and I think any reasonable person does. And so, and that's the thing. Well, what are you? What are you doing that's wrong? I'm not doing anything. But nobody needs to know. That, that, that isn't my family member, what well, I'm doing 24 th hours a day. This goes back to the reason I don't personally have a Facebook, is I just don't broadcast my life to anyone. Absolutely. And I especially don't want my life broadcast to somebody that I don't even know or, or care for them to know where I'm at or when I'm there or Absolutely. why I'm there. And sure. and that's, that's my biggest thing about Facebook. Honestly, I think Facebook may have started out with, with good intentions. I, I think it could have been something nice you know you, you've got family members on on either side of the country or even around the world that could communicate with each other and then it went completely awry and it's turned into this just horrible horrible institution a lot like the actual cell phone 
I mean, look at how the cell phone was developed. Right. You know, the reason and the purpose behind the cell phone being developed. And now, look what it's evolved into. I mean, it's it, like you say, it is just a tracking device. I mean, there's reports of uh, remotely activating cameras and microphones and, Absolutely. and cell phones and things. And so, I mean, this is a huge concern, huge I, concern. I don't know why people haven't stood up for this before now or even well, now. I mean, it doesn't seem like there's a lot of people standing up or thinking about it now. Another thing is is you have kids on phones. Uh, my oldest daughter is, yeah. So my oldest daughter is on her phone, and she gets so addicted to her phone mm-hmm. that we have to just chop her off of it. And then she's basically detoxing like she's coming off of heroin for a couple of days and then she comes back and she becomes our normal daughter again and it yeah. it's just it's crazy what these things do i i don't i don't think my phone has a serious hold on me but i do log a lot of time looking at videos and things like that yeah i think we all do and when i should be doing something more constructive let me ask you that how old is your daughter 13 see i have a 15 year old daughter and this happened when she was actually 14, but that whenever we have an issue with her, that is the first thing I go after because yeah. it's so important to her. Absolutely. And when I've taken it away, she will literally start shaking, shivering, and just bawling and bawling. And, I, and I'll look at her and I'll say, that is the exact reason why you do not need this phone. Yeah, right back, there. back when my oldest son started driving – we got into it and it was i was going to take his car away from him we really didn't care you know i I mean he was still going to get a ride to school and what i I mean he just did not care that got me thinking i'm taking the phone things turned around after that (laughs) he started to see things our way you know and it's just it's crazy that back when i was 16 and i started driving that would have been the worst thing in the world for somebody to take my Absolutely. vehicle away. Yes. Now, I didn't have a cell phone. I, I, I believe that you could get a bag phone or whatever. But So I, I didn't have that addiction to even Was deal with. 72? 72. Yeah. Well, that, that's an easy answer. 62. And, and that is because when, when we were young, your car was your conduit to reach your friends, your social life. And now that it's all on the internet, that's why they have to have the phone. That's why they're addicted to the phone. And again, the people that have defected from Facebook, former employers have talked about how they specifically engineered these algorithms to be addictive. Yeah. And when you start to think about Facebook, and, and I've preached this for years, um, the negativity, like I, I, I've never had a Facebook. So the, um, everybody did you see this on facebook i saw that like these are just phrases i saw this on facebook i was watching on facebook such and such posted on facebook and so one thing that you don't see um something positive from facebook man this guy got in touch with me on facebook and and you know blah blah blah. like we we got together and did a drive like that doesn't it was great to hear from him right no no do you mean when like these married men and women find their high school sweethearts on facebook and get divorced that's a bad thing sure and and that's just that's one that's one semblance of so many things that occur on facebook but um my family members alone have like a sister argues with her mother-in-law and uh, my, when my wife had one, she's arguing with her stepmother. And nobody needs this. This is not adult behavior. And so I think there's been a massive regression of human behavior characteristics, especially in America, because of social media. It's very, very destructive um, and immature. And, and again, with political... but th- And I think that's one of the things that helped drive the political divide so large is because people needle each other constantly because it's like the difference of cutting someone off in traffic and, and blowing your top versus someone cutting in front of you with a, with a grocery cart in the store, your demeanor will be completely different because the stakes are a lot higher when you're not in your vehicle. Likewise, everybody knows how it operates when you're over a keyboard or on the other side of a text on a phone. People's demeanor is completely different, and I think that's one of the reasons people get so testy. You would never, within large degree, be near as negative to somebody's face as you would be on the internet. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. And, and, and that place is a breeding ground for that type of nonsense. And, and to, to look, give a little bit of credence to what you're saying as far as the marriage aspect. And this is one of the analogies I've used so many times where I've had coworkers that are married and their marriage is just miserable. So they go on vacation and the other coworkers wife, look how happy they are because she doesn't really know them. So you put, 
and broadcast out there what you want people to see, but that's not reality. And Dave Ramsey has a quote that that's just stellar and, it, and it's so appropriate. Um, people spending money they don't have to uh, impress people they don't like. And this is a very common characteristic. And in, in Facebook, again, that really accentuates and, and breeds that. And, and again, by and large part, that that's not a productive thing for anybody. It's, 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 and again, time is money. They're robbing you of your time to steal your data. You know, which, it, to be fair, since the 6th, I've convinced about five or six people to shut theirs down. My, my sister being the hardest one to crack refuses. And she, I figured she would be one of the more reasonable ones. Will not let it go to save her life. What is your sister's background? She's a um, Christian school teacher. And again, if, if that's important to you, th these people are funding abortion on a scale, a massive scale that, that people don't realize when you're talking. And, and that's your partial birth abortion, all of it. They, these people routinely receive awards from Planned Parenthood for the amount of money they donate to killing babies. Not to mention the, uh, about them supporting abortion, but also look what they're doing to our, our rights. I mean, look what they're doing to as us that we were in D.C. on the 6th. And now almost all of those people there are being targeted. And, I mean, just who are the companies that are coming after them, uh, coming after us? I mean, you got Facebook. Mm -hmm. That's one of the largest companies. They're sharing all the information. Mm -hmm. So how can someone in their right mind continue to support such an organization that's just feeding you to the wolves? Well, you also have to can't discount how foolish it would be to attend something like that. As, as mundane as it was, even if you didn't go in the Capitol, you, you shouldn't. That's not something that, that – that, that I know I would probably share, which then again, I, I don't share my private life with anybody. If, you know, I may have sent a, a picture um, to from not from the rally itself, but the day before with 10 people that didn't go. Um, and, and that would be it. I, I don't like to share private information. And that's those people. And hopefully this will be a learning lesson for a, a, a significant portion of those people. Maintain domain over your privacy. And it's because you give them the power. And, and I've said this for a long, long time. Um, Facebook created the playground, and then they created it. And again, I said anybody with a half a brain saw this coming years ago. Now they've curtailed free speech because people think that's the public square. It's a Chinese finger trap. That is not the public square. Get off of it, which will defund it, and people will create a new one. But go back to what people used to do. Talk to do what we're doing right now. Congregate in person. If and the reality is, if I don't know you and I don't talk to you, we we're probably not friends. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> the, these people that again, like they call it the term frenemy. Like it makes no sense to me. And and again, that that stuff grows and festers and, and really uh, flourishes on a social media platform like Facebook. And, and again, when you're talking about infidelity, I've seen. Uh, you know, I cover a wide array of. Uh, personality types of my job i deal with a lot of different people in a lot of different places and that's a that's a pretty pretty regular occurrence that, that infidelity is occurring with people that, that um that frequent social media absolutely because it's out there it's it's advertised it's it's even to the point that it's promoted mm -hmm. um it, it's really it's sickening and going back to facebook and how you have convinced a few people to get off i've been trying myself with just a, a few people i I have a tight circle, sure. but both of those people have pretty much told me that hell will have to freeze over before they get off of is Facebook. That, is that two people that I know? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's two people that you know. Yeah. And and I, I've tried to lay out good, reasonable facts for them. There's, yeah. there's just, like I said, that well, what are those, hell will have to freeze yeah. over. Yeah. And it it's sad because you sit there and you can explain to them, how this is all snowballed into what, what happened, you know, with this election this year that, you know, we have the power to stop it, mm -hmm. but then they don't have the will. And, and that's it. I mean, that's yeah. it. but, it, and not to be disparaging of those people, but does their body type indicate that, that sacrifice and willpower is something that's strong. And I'm not, again, I'm not saying to be mean. Oh, you're going to, you're going to go there. <laughs> look, dude, I mean, we can drop the pretenses. Are you bringing weight into this? All I'm saying is, uh, I think he's talking about hair color. Yeah. Oh. All I'm saying is, 
willpower comes from inside, dude. It's from your core. Like, it's core of your psyche. It's core of many things. If you don't have willpower in one aspect, you're not going to have it in another. And so, for an example, what would happen if you sacrificed it? And to tie this up and make it sound a little more palatable, and but it's still true, and to make it sound a little more nice, if you took that—I mean, how many hours of day are, are those people spending on that apparatus? Four, five, six. I think six would be probably an accurate— a pretty accurate estimate. I, I would say more than that, to be honest with you, sure. because one of them has free reign to, to, to sure. stay on it all day. So that would lead me to believe that it's no different when they get home. Right. That that as soon as they get home, they get their supper or whatever, that they're right back on the phone right. scrolling through Facebook. And, and, and from anybody that's ever been in any kind of shape or knows anything about just basic basic health, eat. Remain sedentary. That's not good for weight. And again, th their body types are indicative of people that, that don't have strong willpower. So if you if you sacrifice one hour of those six to eight hours, you you could rein that in within three months. Yeah. Imagine how much their life would change if they were to cut six hours down to three and then do something productive for those other three hours. Start a business. Start reading books. Start doing something. Their life would turn around Yes, dramatically sure. in 30 days. And, and that's one of the things that, that, that I always say. If, if, oh, well, you speak so well. I'm not as smart as you. I think that I'm of average intelligence before the onset of all these things. I never fell into that trap. You're a sharp guy. You're a business owner. Same thing. Like, we didn't fall into that trap. Like, And so, like you said, when you read a book, when, when, you, when you do something of substance, it's the opposite effect. You know what I mean? So the, the people that are doing, oh, well, you sound intelligent – it's not that I'm intelligent. It's that you've consumed garbage, garbage in, garbage out. You have to stop. And yeah, again, dumb themselves down. Well, right. I'll never it's forget how when you you come in one day and, and I, I had said something along those lines to you, and and I, I I don't know if you told it directly to me or if you were talking about talking to someone else, but but you said I'm not smart. You're dumb. <laughs> And I, I don't think I said that. Yeah, you did. <laughs> like I said, I don't think that you said it directly to me. Right. But I, but that but that was the the point that you alluded to. You know, you were whoever you were talking to. You were right. Maybe you were just thinking it. Maybe you didn't yeah, say sure, it to anybody. Sure. But but you're thinking I'm not smart. You're just dumb. Yeah. And and I think that's that's actually true to to a large extent. Is that people are generally just dumb now, whether they want to be dumb or they they don't. Who knows? But yeah, so the media has a problem where they're struggling trying to, and it's almost as if they're indignant because they couldn't convince the people that they allegedly stole the election from. So I don't think that, I mean, the, these people are so power hungry. I mean, it was reckless abandonment. So, um, and that, and that's a problem for them. So half the country doesn't believe that he's legitimately ele legitimately elected how do you change that what do you like whose fault is that if you guys had went back and wanted to examine some of the accusations which you absolutely didn't want to do you could have put those people's minds at ease which again indicates that you knew what would happen if you started to examine what the accusations were is that you would be caught and so now what you're seeing with mitch mcconnell one has to wonder i think a reasonable person would start to suspect the way you've ostracized the president and your actions now that he's out of office indicate to me and your, and your complete lack of a desire to examine any accusations of fraud that you're probably benefiting from the same apparatus that they use to pull this off. Does that sound reasonable or, or am I crazy? No, that sounds completely reasonable, but also look at his ties he has to China. Absolutely. One of the things that, that we can revisit, though, is um, where we were discussing the press conference with the mass mandate if that shoe was on the other foot because they ch they they chided Donald Trump for months on end for not wearing a mask and his supporters as well. He's causing people to be unsafe by not wearing a mask. And so Joe Biden, you know, if you could call it a campaign, you know, he's he's sitting in his basement wearing that silly thing, sometimes dangling off one ear. So the mask became symbolic largely in my in my estimation and in my opinion. And so you you knew who who supported who in public by whether they were wearing a mask or not, and people would get really really angry if you weren't wearing a mask, and and now and, and I want to know what those same people think about Joe Biden not wearing a mask. You know what I mean? I had a little mask hatred today at Tractor Supply. 
Somebody hated on you. Yeah, I well, didn't. Uh, I didn't. I didn't really even think anything about it. I, I don't know why it should be second nature now to grab this mask to go in these stinking stores, but I just went in there like I always do. Was this in the town you live in? Yes. Okay. And uh, I went in there. I, I was looking for a little piece of angle iron. Got my stuff. Went over to the counter. Well, here come this. Uh, it was a female, I guess. What was her weight? Uh, actually, stick figure. Oh, okay. Very, very, very small, skinny, but very. Mildly. I, I would, I'd bet a dollar to a donut that Can I could I tell you, you who she color? voted for. Can I ask you the hair color? Multi-colored yeah. hair. Oh, uh, here we go. Like Multi-colored hair. I mean, so whatever. But I, I'm standing there. I'm about to pay. That's how far I am in the checkout line. And she goes, "Are you too good to wear a mask?" And I just kind of looked at her and and I said, "Well." I said, no, I'm not too good. I said, I just left it in the truck. I said, she said, don't you think you need to go get it? <laughs> I said, well, I'm I'm pretty much done, so no, I'm just going to go. <laughs> you know? I really didn't know what to say to this bimbo, you know? I mean, it was just, yeah. Which, and, and Mind again, your I'm, own damn business. I, I'm not trying to be mean and pick on you, but you know, it's just like that homeless guy that was panhandling in Washington. I mean, that she knew a sucker when she said she wouldn't try me like that. She well, knows I'm a know, boss, dude. She gonna try me like that. I had a little mask hatred of my own. You know, I was just trying to order a chicken sandwich and a milkshake. <laughs> Asia, and they wouldn't even take my money. They made me leave. Yeah. That's how important this is to them that they don't even care about you know screw the customer being right that's that's long gone they don't even care if you come in their business anymore if you if you don't have a mask we don't even want your money well it's exemplary of, of of the bigger picture as well because those people don't care about the economy and at that basic level they don't want your money they don't realize that their their employment it, it, and requires sales and I guarantee you but if by what I saw there at that particular place, place where Asia worked, it didn't look like you guys were freaking setting the woods on fire. Well, you know what we should have done in, in all reality? We should have said, hey, I, I think you guys maybe had already paid. Yeah. Hey, give me my money back. I don't. Mm-hmm. We're not even going to eat here. If, if this is how it is, you guys are standing behind a plexiglass mm-hmm. curtain here. Right. And I'm, I was willing to pay for his food at this point just to, to shut everybody up, mm-hmm. you know, to take care of it. Mm-hmm. He's going to stand back here, what, whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. That, that wasn't even good enough for him. And well, and, and but, again, looking at those people and, and their demeanor and the way they behaved, it was obvious that they, they knew what we were. Exactly. They did not want to do business with us. Like everybody so what, has you, a bone to pick. You think they judged us by how we looked? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and isn't that racist? No, I actually I don't. Well, I don't know. It doesn't matter to me. It doesn't matter. I, I, and I don't think it had so much to do with race. I think it had, you know, to do with who you support politically. Right. I, I really believe that. So I mean, that's that's. Uh, Has it always been like this? No, absolutely not. What were you going to say? I was just going to say nobody is interested in facts anymore. They just want to see how fast they can get information out. And 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 to expound upon that, I think people just want to be right. Like what they what they subjectively think is right, that means over talking you, trying to demean you, bemoan you, you know, are you too good? What does that even mean? Yeah. That thought never crossed my mind. Where'd that come? Like that's some contrived, oddball, weird, complex complex that you have. <clears throat> that's very peculiar. Like and, and because like you start, I I know the the personality type. You start to see with hatred and like you 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 see a problem. Your heart rate increases. Like I've got to say something. Like, and then you go home and give your version of how events played out. I told this guy, "Come on, yeah, is this is that really fruitful? Is this really beneficial to anybody?" But I think one of the key points of all of that is, is that, and this has been talked about for years in so many different ways and so many different societies throughout history, is that by keeping us divided on the most ridiculous, nonsensical of issues, the the people that are behind this. They couldn't care less. They love this. They, they profit off our division. United we stand, divided we fall. These people continue to get more wealthy, have more control. Look at the amount of control they have now versus they did in the 19, like 1980s, for an example. They, ha- they have total control of all this. They have total control of the media. And again, when you're asking how this happened at such an accelerated rate, the mainstream media plays the part. It's full-fledged propaganda, 
and they they push this again their treatment of the president trump with the mask issue versus the, or, or any of these issues they rode that guy like a pony day one and so i'm watching just the smallest excerpt i could stand to watch where they're asking biden about some of his plan after his the end of his second full day come on man give me a break and give me a break. I'm old. I'm worn out. <laughs> That's his line. Come on, give me a break. I can't right. even remember my wife's name. And, and can anybody remember Donald Trump ever? Like, and that and that was another thing. Donald Trump would rise to the occasion no matter what, even if it was his misplaced ego to a certain extent. This guy never backed down. He never stopped. Donald Trump is a true rock star. For that man to be his age, he is sharp. Oh, absolutely. I mean, he is so on point. It just. It, it's amazing because to see he's he's a year older than my father was when he passed away right and my dad was out in left field i mean he was just you know i mean he didn't even couldn't even balance his own checkbook and here i i would have no problem following this man to the ends of the earth sure you know i mean he's so on point well that's one of the phenomena with him is that that every time the media chided him and you're gonna i think you're gonna see that with the uh alleged election fraud when he plants his flag, and I can name several issues, he's always proven right. And so you're you're seeing that develop right now. One day this will just go away. And and what did did Anthony Fauci say? Four months will be free and clear, basically. And and so now these and he said we can't let the cure be worse than the problem. Right. And so now that oh well, and now your Democrat governors are starting to say, repeat that and say the same thing because yep. now it benefits them. He's always proven right, and he'll be proven right. He'll be proven right on this. And to what end that to degree that really means, I don't know. But it, which leads to the whole other issue of how you're going to prevent this in the future because I don't know that you can. So in the state of Georgia, for an example, when you have the Secretary of State, the Governor, um, the Election Commissioners, um, the Attorney General. They're all involved in this process. They're all maintaining that this was fair and it was the best election they ever ran. Then why can't we examine it to any worthwhile? Not your recount. Why can't we examine the specific ballots? Third party. Why can't you let the, the Trump administration? Why couldn't you allow them to do what would pacify his voters and, and help them understand that this was, quote unquote, fair? Why can't you do that? Because you're not none of these states are acting in a capacity that would lead to an, make anyone believe that you're being honest. No honest person behaves like that, much less large swaths of people acting the same way the media. There is no, and you remember, there is no fraud. There's no widespread fraud. There was not enough fraud to change the election. That was the progression that it went through. And when Donald Trump's inevitably, in my opinion, proven right, what are they going to say then? Well, nothing can be done about it now. Well, yeah, that's the whole thing that is, is they could come out tomorrow and say, hey, you know what? He was right. There was all kinds of fraud. The presidency should have went to him, but hey, this is this is and, and that's where I'm gonna have to disagree because it goes back to the thing that the power belongs to the people. That's when 80 million people take off work and they go camp out wherever needs be and make a ruckus. This and, and that's the thing. These are your rules. They're not our rules. You break your rules with regularity. With, I might even say constantly you routinely break your own rules you make new rules to circumvent the rules for us and again just like with a mask rules for thee but not for me no oh that's so convenient you guys get you stole it you got caught and it's so convenient we're just going to let you stay there no it's incumbent upon us to say hell no the people demand but and again that requires people doing what we just said, you get off your social media and as far as social media goes, again, I'm sorry for rambling here, but half of our, half, I mean, this isn't a scientific number by any stretch, but half of our, the people that, that voted for Donald Trump, by my estimation, again, that, that's probably not accurate, but are, are drinking the Kool-Aid on the fact that, oh my goodness, he's going to be a, uh, reinstated and inaugurated in March or April, like the, the military is going to step in. And and then you have these 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 terrible terrible people that say they're Christian prophets that they're doing a massive disservice to Christianity and to people that believe in this hogwash, emotionally abusing people on the pretense that God told them Trump was going to win this election. Horrible, just horrible. And so, our, as, as if our people hadn't been beaten bad enough for the last four months. They're, they're they're getting emotionally abused and buying into this thing because they they want to see this rectified no matter what 
that that's a pretty disturbing ordeal as well. And, and to, the thing is, this is again, we're all com like kind of the, the theme of the show common people, regular blue collar guys, middle aged with families. You're important. Your specific opinion is important. That's also indicative of how so many people feel. They worry about their children, period. They, they, they don't care so much about themselves. And I'm the same way. Everybody here's the same way. And anybody would be listening to this that has children would be the same way. People are worried about the future for their children and nothing more. And, th and that's it. And so the, these people have created an atmosphere when you're seeing people burning things and rioting and tearing stuff up and, and talking about um, you know, your First Amendment and, and adding D.C. as a state and, you know, not having any comprehensive or, or the ability, rather, to elect your, your leadership anymore because the Democrats would have ultimate control. And they've proven what they do with ultimate control. Nobody needs to look any further than Nancy Pelosi for what Democrats do. And Chuck Schumer with ultimate control and long-term, and Joe Biden with long-term um, service for uh, quote-unquote service and in uh, national politics for 50 years. That That's what they do. I don't think anybody can give me any positive accolades that any of those politicians have done over those long careers, whether you're a Democrat or not. can Nobody can explain to me what, what 50 years of Democrats have done that is positive for us now. Obamacare, negative, no. Um, NAFTA, no. And, and you saw when Donald Trump took office, he started to rectify these things. I think, so to, to round that out, I think in two years, I, I think in, in already you're starting to see stories like a text thread that somebody showed online. The, these people, it was a Trump supporter in a text thread with a bunch of people that thought he was a Biden supporter. They already have buyer's remorse. These unions have buyer remorse because what happened with the XL, the Keystone XL pipeline, dude, you just asked minimum 7,000 jobs. This is this is Democrat leadership. This is the reality. They convinced you that Trump was bad because of his personality, not his policy. And, and again, Joe Biden's a terrible person, but they sold you that he's a good person with bad policy. So there's a lot of buyer's remorse. So in two years, I think we're going to see a massive swing. Um, if you have a fair election in two years, Republicans clean house. If you have a fair election in four years, Donald Trump is your president again, in my opinion. If he runs again. Sure, and I think it's kind of up in the air whether he'll whether he'll actually run again. All right, guys, we're going to wrap it up here. So thank you so much for tuning in to Common Man's Common Sense, a blue collar take on America's disarray. We'll see you guys next week.